Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 80 of the Twim Show. I'm your host Sajid Islam and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of October 25, 2021. And also, uh, happy Halloween to everyone. With that, let's get started. Today, first of all, we are going to cover uh, the earnings report uh, for Microsoft, aka LinkedIn. As you may know, LinkedIn is owned by Microsoft and Microsoft just announced the Q1 FY 2022 earnings. Now, if you are confused, Sajid, we are still in uh, 2021. To, this is the last week of October. What the hell are you talking about by saying Q1 FY 2022? All I will say is that here in the US, certain businesses or not some businesses or have chosen to, uh, you know, how they report their start and end of their uh, quarters and how they track financial results. Iris allows you to do that. And obviously, Microsoft, uh, their year begins um, uh, in 2022, begin like, you know, three months prior to October of 20. So October. So let me say, uh, they start, the three months, they, I think they started in July, right? Q1 started, Q1, Q1 FY22 started in July. So July, August, September, that's three months. And they just reported their earnings in October because it usually takes about, you know, two to three weeks to kind of crunch up all the numbers and share that with you. Okay, now that that's out of the way, let's dig uh, deeper into the results. Obviously, we are not going to cover Microsoft's earnings because Microsoft is a software company and then they own LinkedIn as a subsidiary. But they did uh, publish the numbers for LinkedIn and they, what they said, which is in Q1 FY22, which is the period in July, August, September, in these three months, let's, their revenue was up 42% year over year. So if they were to, co- when that is basically means that if when they compare their uh earnings from July, August, September of 21 versus July, August, September of 2020, the earnings have gone up by 42%. That's a big earnings. Now, keep in mind, LinkedIn is not really just an like a social media. It's not only just like they have ads, but their main, I think, in my opinion, their strong bread and butter is a subscription business because, you know, they sell subscription. Like, for example, they have premium users. Like, I'm one of the premium users, right? I pay like 200 and some dollars a year to get access to premium features. And then, obviously, the recruiting uh, solution, then there is which recruiters uses to find people. Uh, then also there are people like, uh, there are tools like Sales Navigator. So they definitely make a big chunk of money over from there, but they're also actually innovating and adding new stuff to the product. And obviously with that, uh, their ad revenue has been going up, okay? Uh, the other thing I want to highlight from their um, uh, earnings report is that they have saw, they have noticed an en- uh, record engagement. About 800 million members turn into LinkedIn to connect, learn, grow, and get hired. Uh, it's big, right? Uh, their hiring platform has increased over 160% year over year. Uh, and this quarter, they did launch new ways to um, help job seekers discover roles that align with how they want to work. So this is actually great. And this uh, segue very nicely into the next update for this week, which is LinkedIn has announced a slew of changes to how they do things. But one thing I want to kind of share in this podcast with you all is that they've updated the LinkedIn pages 
to quickly attract top talents with new tools. So what they're saying is that because of the pandemic, uh, you know, people are realizing that they have different, um, you know, ways that they want to work. Some people like to be remote, some people hybrid, some people want to be on place, and some companies are also kind of dictating. And this has created a lot of confusion. And, you know, sometimes if you're looking for a job, you may not even know what this company uh viewpoint is in when it comes to working be, during the times now as well as in the future are they on site remote hybrid whatnot with that uh, linkedin has invested and rolled out this feature that allows an organization to convey whether they're working remote hybrid on site on your linkedin page header and additional space to clarify your evolving policies on vaccines pay adjustments and more now hang on a second what do you mean by pay adjustments, Sajid? Well, certain companies, <coughs> such as Mr. Google, has said, hey, if you are based in San Francisco and you decide that and you want to work remote and then you suddenly decide, hey, I'm going to move from San Francisco to, say, another part of the U.S. where cost of living is a lot cheaper, well, Google is, go- is going to adjust your salary because Google is going to say, Google says that, you know, your uh, salary is tied to where your cost of living of uh, where you are based. Now, there are two sides to this story. I don't want to dive deeper into it, but I will definitely tell you is I see merits to both sides because I have in a corporate world when they uh, announce, uh, when they do hiring and they basically create a, you know, positions uh, package, they take cost of living as an, one of the input factor to say how much they will offer you. Because I remember this when I was hiring and managing people for at HP, right? When I was at HP, it's like, I would say, okay, this is a software engineer position if we are hiring in New York because cost of living in New York is higher. So if the candidate is based in New York, we're going to pay this much. If the candidate is based in, uh, say, Florida, Miami, it's going to be this much. If the candidate is based in Vegas, this is going to be this. So we had all this data, and based on where the candidate was, we would, like, you know, we would offer that. Now the base was the same. It's just the cost of adjust, cost of living adjusted that whole thing. But anyway, I went way deeper than I should have on this podcast. But I wanted to you to understand why this is. Some companies are saying this because, after all, it's unfair to other people in the company, right? Anyways, with that, let's go to the next update, which is something, you know, we covered uh, last week where, you know, there was a talk or a rumor that, you know, PayPal is thinking of buying Pinterest and obviously Pinterest stocks went up. Then PayPal came out and basically did a news release that says, hey, we are confirming we are not interested in buying uh, Pinterest. With that, Pinterest stock price went down this week and everyone forgot about it after the next day, okay? I just wanted to come back and share the update with you all since uh, we covered that in that rumor, we wanted to also kind of come back and clarify it as well. With that, an update on Instagram, which is aka, what, the meta, the business, or should I say, uh, update from meta, aka the business formerly known as Instagram, where they're saying Instagram is now making links in stories available to all accounts. Now, hang on a second. What do you mean by that, Sajid? Well, if you remember correctly, or if you remember uh, a few months ago, 
Instagram announced that, you know, they're removing the swipe up features for uh, Instagram stories where previously you could swipe when you post a stories you could swipe up uh, you could and people you could put a link and people could click on that link and take you to an uh, URL or a page or something like that that was the only way you could share URLs and drive people traffic to your website through Instagram well the other one was to like you know, tell people click on the bu- link on the bio and do that and Instagram got rid of that swipe up features and then they said, well, we're going to roll out this new thing called URL uh, feature where on your story you will put this URL sticker and then when p- people click on it, obviously it's going to take you to the URL. But it was not available to everyone. Uh, it was only available to people with big accounts. Now Instagram is saying, you know what, hang on a second, we're going to make it available to everyone. Now Instagram did note that new accounts and as well as accounts that repeatedly shared content that violates their uh, their community guideline will not have access to the link sticker, okay? So just want you to know that just because you have the link sticker, do not start going abusing it. Now, what do they mean by new account? Well, as it is with Instagram or anything with Facebook, it's always unclear because they want to have the thing because, you know, hey, it's a new account, but what it is, they never define it, Okay. Uh, with that, let's move on to something, an update from Facebook. Facebook launches a virtual training session for female business owners. Uh, they're saying, you know, well, w- women-owned business face closure rates of 18% in the U.S. compared to their male counterparts at 13%. So Facebook feels really deeply bad about it, and they want to do something about it, right? So they went ahead and they created this video series, uh, to help women businesses on effective financial management, business leadership, as well as tips and tricks on leverage digital marketing tools to maximize sales leading into holidays. Mr. Facebook or Mr. Zuckerberg, thank you so much. But my only one thing is, you know what? Maybe you need to start looking at how not to ban you know, legitimate accounts or how not to ban legitimate Facebook accounts. That would be wonderful. That would be a great place to start. But anyway, as these videos, if you want to check it out, the link is on our show notes page. They run about 10 minutes and, you know, each and you might find it helpful. But again, you know, there's plenty plethora of information out there. I do not know if you really should uh, trust anything, uh, spend time with Facebook's content to kind of learn something about financial management in 10 minutes. What can you learn? Okay, but that's just me. Now, back to something interesting, which is Facebook manages to have successful Q3 what that basically means that Facebook has announced their Q3 2021 revenue and their numbers were pretty good. Like, you know, they showed a steady growth in users uh, where while the revenue remained about the same, it hasn't really changed a whole lot when it compared to Q2 2021. In fact, Q3 2021 was a slightly lower by a few million dollars, lower than Q2 2021, but other than that, the big number was still the same. Uh, their daily active users is about two billion, which is a B with a B, uh, B with a billion, uh, and um, and they have added twenty-two new million users right to the platform. So that's a massive growth. They are seeing a big number of uh, users coming from Asia Pacific region. Numbers for Europe, U.S., and Canada remains to be uh, remains flat. So what this basically means is like you know they are feeling the pressure from TikTok and other channels because uh, and this has always been a concern for Facebook for some time. Not always, it's been a concern for Facebook for some time where the business is slowing down here in the U.S., but it's picking up in Asia Pacific now. Keep in mind in India. 
uh, TikTok is banned. So obviously the social media platform of choice is Facebook. So it's kind of makes sense why, you know, Facebook is growing in Asia Pacific, aka India and Indonesia and things like that. But that's all about Facebook numbers. You know, again, they are affected by the uh, iOS 14 ap- uh, application app tracking, uh, Apple's tracking and transparency feature uh, setting. But, you know, people and advertisers continue to spend money. It's just that they're not getting as good of a result as they were getting in the past. With that, let's move on to the next sec- uh, next update, which is YouTube. YouTube explains uh, this week on why they recommend old videos. Now, YouTube has this channel called Creators Insight Channel, where each week someone from YouTube go in and answers viewers' question. Now, you can go in and watch that channel, but, you know, you rely on this podcast to bring you the you know, must-know topics and summaries from those Q&A sessions. So one of them is this one. Someone asked, hey, why do you recommend videos that are 10 to 12 years old? YouTube says, so Rachel uh, from YouTube says, you know, YouTube system is designed to match viewers with videos that they are likely to enjoy regardless of wha- when that video was published. That means that even older videos which which still see relatively high engagement will continue to recommend it in line with viewer interest. And I'll tell you that's actually true because I have been constantly been seeing videos that are like an 8, 9, 10, 12 years old and I've watched them and they were absolutely goldmine. What this means for you, Mr. Listener, Mr. Creator out there, is that listen, create evergreen content, right? Do not again do create some you know time sensitive content. Like for example, this podcast when we publish on YouTube, it's going to be time sensitive, and it is the nature of the business. But if I were to like you know create a say a training video on you and upload it on YouTube on how to do X Y Z. Uh, how to do Google Ads in 20, October 2021, well, it's definitely going to be diff changed by January 2021. But I could also do an overreaching, here's how the Google Ads system works, because that will pretty much remain the same and it will be effective for some time. So I, I think you get the point, like, you know, create evergreen content as well as time-specific, time-based content. Again, don't just go focused uh, too deep on what type of content and what content would be evergreen. Just create what you think is going to help your uh, community. With that, the next update, uh, the next question was on the on the video was, hey, how can I maximize discovery on YouTube? Should I add specific tags or should I add more broad topic matching tags? Well, with that, Rachel says that, you know, video tags provide another way for creators to align their content with specific queries, though YouTube specifically notes that tags are not a major algorithm consideration. And remember... YouTube did confirm, Rachel from YouTube did confirm that they make changes to algorithms all the time. So what's working today will not work tomorrow because they're tweaking it all the time, right? So Rachel furthermore goes to say tags are descriptive keywords that you can add to your video to help viewers find your content. Your video's title, thumbnail, and descriptions are more important pieces of metadata for your video's discovery. These main pieces of information help viewers decide which videos to watch, right? Uh, so Alves reiterates that advi- uh, and advises creators to focus on the elements that viewers make decisions about when they're choosing what to watch. So the title, thumbnail, image, and description, right? So you are better off focusing on what's working for other similar videos related to the topic as well as uh, as opposed to optimizing tags and focusing too much time on tags. So hope that helps and kind of settles the uh, helps you, settles the confusion on what kind of tags to use, right? And just focus on those three pieces of thing. 
The next question that was asked was, hey, should I share my videos outside of YouTube even when, you know, when you do, when I do that, YouTube may not be able to attribute all the engagement metrics and not be able to track how much of the video or what's happening. So Elvis says, you know what, you should absolutely share your videos outside of YouTube as that can only increase your chances of discovery based on viewer activity regardless of direct attribution. And if your videos are getting more traffic from external sources like social media, it's likely increasing your potential to be discovered by more viewers. Another benefit is that those viewers now have the video in their watch history, so there is a higher likelihood that they may be recommended uh, one of your other videos in the future. So hope this helps because, folks, that is actually so true. So definitely what YouTube is signaling to you in a very nice, indirect way is that do share your YouTube video link. Do not download your video and upload it back to Facebook. But Facebook is going to say, hey, do not share your YouTube video link. Download your video, upload your video, right? Download your video from YouTube and upload it into Facebook. Native, native, native. I have no idea, folks, who to listen but if you were to ask me, I would say do both, right? Do both, uh, figure out what works for you because you definitely, YouTube is a much better content discovery platform than Facebook, but you do want people who are coming into your Facebook page, channel page, uh, whatever it is to find that video as well, stumble on that video if they're researching on you. How you do it, I will let you decide. With that, let's go to the last update of this week, which is YouTube ads is still the breakout star of Google 3 quarter Q3 earnings report. What? Another quarter earnings report and this time from Google? Yes, folks, that's right. You heard it right. So what happened was Alphabet, which is the parent company for Google, and Meta, which is the parent company for Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, right? Alphabet and Meta. But anyway, this is the uh, earnings report, Q3 earnings report for Alphabet. uh, They had a 41% year-over-year growth. Uh, Ad revenues are $51 billion. Yes, that's a massive amount of dollar. And YouTube advertising uh, revenues reached $7 billion, an increase of 43% from previous quarter, thanks to both direct response and brand advertising. These are big numbers, folks. I don't know about you, but this tells you a lot about how big uh, Google is and how big YouTube has become and how, how much it's growing. So... If you are not advertising on YouTube, if you're not advertising on Google, guess what? You're missing out opportunity. And if you're just still focusing on Facebook or organic or social media, whatever you're doing, you're missing out big time, folks. Don't tell me you have not been warned, okay? With that, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. Uh, now you know everything you need to be know. You need to, everything you need to know. If you'd like to read more, make sure you visit the show page where you'll find the links to the articles. Once again, this is your host Shahid Islam signing off. Until next week, take care. Bye bye. Thank you for tuning in this week. It was a pleasure to serve you all. Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week, same place, same time for another round of this week in marketing. Yeah.